Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Wind Down with your host, Shamor and Shakir. And tonight looks like um maybe solo for a little while here. Um, I'm not sure if Shakir is going to join us or at what time he's going to join us. Um, I know how his schedule is. So if he gets a chance to join us, we'll bring him right on in. And if not, we'll roll solo for a second. Um we do have a guest this evening, but along with our guests, we have a great topic because they really do marry well. And, um, and we're going to have some grown-up conversation tonight. Maybe be a little bit more serious than we are some other nights, and then again, maybe not. <laughs> so there is no guarantee here. <laughs> Look at that. How are you this evening, sir? I can't complain. It's been a long night. My poor baby. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
when when you're dealing with media requests and things of that nature, so it's a beautiful thing, but it's also very terribly ridiculous at times. Okay, well, you know, you're not gonna get too much sympathy because y'all don't give it to me, so I'm not gonna, you know, overdo it. Oh no, I'm staying. I'm, I'm literally on mute today. Uh, I I really don't oh. know if I got. I don't think I got the energy for it tonight. I've already been. I've already had to be on ten most of the night. No, we don't want you on ten. Okay, I'm gonna be nice to you. I'm definitely. I'm definitely out there now. I'm. I'm pretty good to roll at this point. Um, you know, you'll probably catch me at about probably between six and seven, maybe. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we can handle you at a six or a seven. So, all right, we we can handle that. Well, every now and then, I'm sure all of that wisdom will have something to say. But for the most part, we got you. We know how you oh. got to roll this evening. Absolutely. I know we got a. I know we got a guest tonight. I I, I do remember seeing that much. Yes, sir, we do, and um. The conversation is going to be probably, you know, pretty mature for a little while. Um, okay, and we can roll with that. Too. At least to start off, and then after that, it's, you know, you know how we do. Yeah, of course. So, um, and I, I'm not sure. I'm thinking that this is a number that I get calling in from, so I'm going to open the line. Um, and then if not, you know, most surprises just say hi. How y'all doing? So, um, with no further ado, I think this is Mr. Freeman. Mr. Freeman? Yes, Mr. Freeman. How are you this evening, sir? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? So far, so Pretty good. Pretty good over here. Good. Pretty good in Texas. Well, that's good. All right. So, what we do here... Uh, for the most part, is you going to get that open platform. We want to let you spend some time telling us about your novel. And then from there, we like to kind of marry a topic in if we can. And I think your book actually brings up a great topic for, the you know, the remainder of the show. So, you know, you get to kind of, we get to feel the author a little bit. You get to share some of your personal thoughts on, on the general topic as well. And the listeners get to kind of get a feel for you, get to hear about your work, and it's that open platform for you to discuss your piece, self-promotion, as it's best. Okay, no problem. That sounds good. All right, so let's go ahead and get you to kind of share with us your project, your latest. Okay, you want me to share about my um, about my book? Yes, your book, yes, sir. Okay, well, uh, my latest book is called Betraying My Father. And Betraying My Father is just a story about a father and a daughter's bond that was broken by um, by broken trust and uh, manipulation. You know, mm-hmm. the father and the daughter had had a close bond. They were more than just father and daughter. They were like best friends. You know, they they talk about everything. They can do everything together. They did so much together. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, it, it, it's not that she didn't have a good bond with her mother because, you know, they, they also had a good bond. They went shopping and, you know, did girl things together. But the father, her and her father, they just really had a, 
a close connection. You know, they they could talk about anything. But the mother manipulated the whole situation because um, she uh, wanted out of her divorce, and she wanted out of her marriage. Excuse me. She wanted out of her marriage, and she knew the best way to get at her husband was to turn her daughter against him. So she began to uh, plant uh, seeds in her head, telling her that her father was having affairs and was also abusing her. Being Having the close bond that they had, the daughter really didn't believe her, and she needed to see evidence. So her mother produced some evidence to show uh, her face being battered and bruised, as well as uh, pictures of her father with other women, and which caused which caused his daughter to cut off all ties with him and condemn him for ruining her family. And she began mm-hmm. to rebuild back her trust and her bond with her mother. Just as she just as things were getting back to normal she finds out that her mother made the whole story up and just manipulated the whole situation, and now she's feeling humiliated and embarrassed, and she has to swallow her pride and go ask her father for for his forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she just she uh, she realizes that, you know, her father is a tell-it-like-it-is type of person, and she realizes that, you know, Asking for his forgiveness is going to be much harder than she anticipated. So um, that's pretty much what the story is about. It's about, you know, their bond that they had together. And after the affairs, the allegations of affairs and rumors and abuse, she's just trying to rebuild back her bond with her father. And that's what the story is about, you know, just dealing with those type of issues. All right, so <clears throat> tell us what made this story kind of be the, the one that you wanted to Is this your first piece? Um, no, it's not. I mean, this is actually my fourth book. Oh, okay. So so what, are they pretty much about father-daughter relationships or relationships in general? Or is this your first time kind of bringing that to uh, the novel thing? Oh, uh, well. I pretty much like whatever comes from the heart, you know what I mean? Whatever touches me and whatever I think that uh that would make a good story, topics that I feel need to be talked about, that's what I write, you know. I also write poetry, too. So um, it just all depends on, you know, the topic and what hits me. And I just had an idea for a story. I wanted to write a story that um, that would cause people to think and also show how one decision can change not only that person's life, but everybody's life around them, you know, and show mm-hmm. how not show how not uh, investigating and making sure what's what, you know, not making sure what what was said was actually the truth can really hurt in the end. So that's what I strive to do with this book. Okay, I can see that. All right, so did you get to pull from any any real life? Situations or total fiction or well in all my books, I always uh include realness in my stories, you know I mean, um, just growing up, I remember friends and um mates going uh would always tell us about different situations with their parents, you know how kids be talking, and uh 
And I just kind of pulled from my childhood and also things that I've heard and seen. So, you know, I just tried to incorporate some realness into the story because, you know, I want the characters to seem real and I want the situations to seem real so other people can relate, but also use it as a tool to learn from and to grow from. Mm, okay. Okay. I mean, I can see that. I mean, it's, it's really in the mind of a writer taking, you know, other people's experiences is uh, right, right. you know, perfect. So I definitely can, I can see that happening. Okay, yeah, so, so tell us, tell us what the readers, do you have a, a thing that the readers kind of latch onto when they get into one of your pieces? You know, what is it that the reader is guaranteed to get in your writing? Well, readers is going to get, uh, they're going to always get uh, true. They're going to always be educated and they're going to be entertained, but they're also going to get to, um, they're also going to get a a point of view where they can take that and use that as a, um, as a way to open up the discussion between their kids or between their friends and things. Just, just being able to discuss different situations, situations you might not be able to talk about any other time, you know, some some situations is hard to um, to talk about, and it's just sometimes it's hard for us to uh, be able to open up the lines of communication with our children, and also with our parents and with our friends. So, um, so my books aim to uh, break that line of communication. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tell us about your other. You said this is like book number four, so kind of. Go ahead and tell us about uh, at least the titles and um, kind of the content of the other book. Okay. Well, um, my other book is uh, called A Dreadful Day. And uh, A Dreadful Day is another family story. A Dreadful Day is a story about a, a family that was torn apart by infidelity and broken trust. You know, it, it started back um, when they were high school sweethearts. And uh, they end up, this couple end up getting married. And before the honeymoon stage was over, they uh, they found out they had a baby on the way. So the husband began to work these long, extra hours trying to make enough money for the family. Once his child, once his child arrived, after the child was born, you know he continued to work these long, hard hours because you know he just wanted to make sure he takes care of his family. While he was working these long hours, his wife was bored. You know, she didn't just want to be a housewife and want to be a mother. She, you know, she wanted to uh, party and do things like that. So she ended up having an affair, and the affair produced another child outside of their relationship. And she, and she figured that her fling was gonna uh, take her away from her bored life, but he ends up denying her and the child, which caused her to be so full of rage and anger towards him, she begins to take her anger and her rage out on her child. Mm. Mm, okay. You know. Well, that's an interesting premise. You know, and, and, uh, and my other book is uh, it's called Reality is Always There, which is a poetry book. 
Uh, that book has 86 poems. It also has uh, trivia quizzes. It has one of my most happiest and one of my most embarrassing moments. And I cover <laughs> everything in I cover everything in that book from me losing my job to the recession to credit to um, uh, I wrote I wrote a poem about my mother about my grandmother who recently passed and you know I, I just cover a, a variety of topics in that book and uh, the fourth the fourth book is um, remember my name remember my name is like a, a is a book sample, which has 50 poems in that book. It also has 60 of my inspirational quotes. It has mm. uh, my upcoming book that's going to be coming out uh, next time I decide to drop a book, which is called Predators on the Download. It has one chapter from Predators on the Download. It has a chapter from another book I'm working on called Confessions of a Hustler. And it also has three uh, erotic stories from my uh, from my book that I'm working on called Sexual Attraction. So it's just a collage of uh, different stories and poetry. So we, we're kind of um, dabbling here in a couple of genres. We're not just um, novel writer. We do a few things, and we're not just. Talking about one content area here, we've moved into some erotica, some poetry. So we wear multiple hats in this writing game, I see. Yes, like like, like I said, you know, I mean, I pretty much write whatever comes to heart, you know. Whatever I feel like talking about, I talk about it, you know. Things you might not, you can't talk about on jobs, I can just talk about it in my book. So that's just what I do. So kind of an outlet for your creative side. Right. Okay. So what's been your experience? How long have you been writing? First book in 2010, you know what I mean? Uh, I always had writing in me, you know what I mean? As, mm-hmm. as, a, as a youth, I always wrote little poetry and things like that. I wasn't writing stories at the time, but I always wrote poetry and things like that. So I always had it in me. It's just that um I didn't I didn't I wasn't ready to do it at that time. So, you know, whenever I, I decided to get into that zone, I just started writing and there was no stopping me since then. Mm, okay. All right. And so being published and entering into the publishing world, what are your experience like as an author? I mean, are you self-published in any of those different works, or are they all through a different an outside publisher? You know, what what are your experiences like for those uh, aspiring authors? Um, well, on what you think? Well, my latest book, "Betraying My Father," is published through uh, Black Destiny Publications, and uh, "Reality Is Always There" is published through. Publish America, and uh, my two books, A Dreadful Day and Remember My Name, published through Freeman's World Publishing. But, you know, I mean, my experiences was really uh, up and down, you know. Um, I, I really had to learn the business to know what I can and can't do and where can I go in this business. Um, once I learned the business, 
I started uh, doing better for myself because I learned that, you know, in this business, you got to look out for yourself. You know, you got you can't always depend on your publisher, agent, or whoever, you know, to uh, to promote your work and to, you know, and to help get you out there. You know, that's your responsibility, you know. It, and if, if you want to be a, a, a writer, first thing I would say is to um, study the business and make sure that's what you want to do. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. think they're going to walk in this business and become a millionaire or become famous overnight, and it just don't happen like that. You know, I mean, it takes a lot of hard work and it takes patience, and you got to love what you do, you know, mm-hmm. in, in order to get somewhere. Like with any business, it takes time, it takes skills, strategy, and you got to mm-hmm. really be dedicated to to that craft, if, you know, if you want to succeed in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. I noticed that in what you said, you said writer first. You didn't say author. Do you, because this is one of the running um, discussions that we have in this book world, do you think there's a difference in a writer and author? If I think there's a difference between a writer and an author, um, I actually do think there's a difference between a writer and an author. You know, uh, to, to me, to me, a writer is someone who... Um, to me, some, a writer is someone who just writes, writes for, um, writes for fame and money. But an author is someone who has passion, someone who's dedicated to, um, to bringing you the best work that they could possibly produce. You know, mm-hmm. someone who's in it for the long run. You know, someone mm-hmm. that, um, you know, someone that's willing to take the time and really create a, uh, the best work. To me, that's what an author is. Okay. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> when you are talking about, because I, I noticed a couple of your titles or a couple of your storylines dealt with family. So is that a, a reason behind um, you writing on literature that is more family-based rather than this relationship between a man and a woman, but it's things like you write including children and those effects. Is there kind of a reason behind that? No, no, there's really not a reason behind it. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, it just I just happen to put these books out like that, but I have all different types of books that I'm writing covering all different types of, um, of topics and stories, but, uh, I wanted to make sure what I wanted to make sure I knew what book I was putting out first. So, you know, I really took my time and thought about what book I wanted to put out and those topics really really jumped out at me, so I decided to address those issues, especially with mm-hmm. the uh, book A Dread A Dreadful Day, which I wanted to create a story about a father. You know, I mean, I I'm just so tired of hearing these this these things about these deadbeat dads and these no good men out there that don't do this and don't do that for their kids and stuff. I mean, I know a good bit of them myself, but I also do know a lot of men that take care of their their kids. That you know, especially mm-hmm. my family. Yeah. You know, what I mean, my my father was always there for me. I'm there for my son. My brothers are there for their kids. Cousins are there for their kids. You know, so I mean, I really wanted to write a story 
where the father shows how much he cares for his family, shows how much he cares for his son. The father is a good man. He's not cheating. He's not abusing his woman. He's not doing anything wrong. He's just a stand-up, strong man. And that's what I wanted to do with with um with some of the stories I write. Well, I can definitely mm-hmm. respect that, definitely. Yeah, I mean, on our show weekly, we find that guys are not bad, or well, not all bad. You know, we got some of the some good guys here. Um, Cause your kid's pretty awesome, and even Ron has moments where he's pretty decent. So, and and both of them are. You know, as far as we can say, oh, they're upstanding fathers. So, you know, that's not even a debate in on this show. We know they're good guys that exist. So we definitely, I, I applaud you for wanting to point that out. Well, that's good. We need we, we need more stand up guys in our you know in the homes and. Also in the community, you know, maybe we can shake this uh, this bad uh, rap that uh, we have as fathers and and men that we don't, you know, provide for our families. So yeah, and and you know, it has so many other reasons. Um, exactly. That that is an issue. Um, that has nothing to do necessarily with just our our community because you know it's, it's where the publicity chooses to to be placed and that's not all us but we could do conspiracy theories all evening <laughs> we don't want to get on those but definitely glad that you you shine a light on it and um, I applaud you and your family and. All the men that you know that are upstanding fathers, because it's so necessary. I actually applied the the whole um, concept that you have in uh, betraying my father, because I haven't seen very many um, authors approach that topic, and the fact that it leads to or, or leads to so many other discussions, and like you said, opens the door for so many other discussions that are so important. Um, I applaud you for that. That's that's what we need. We need to, to be having these conversations, um, especially because one of the things that we're going to talk about later this evening is how that father-daughter relationship impacts um, grown-up relationships um, when it comes to women and men. And um, so I think that's a really good way people to kind of think about some of those behaviors, especially the spin that you also have in there as well, the mom being the one kind of driving the risk um, between the mom, I mean the daughter and the father. You know, that's something that doesn't get enough attention, I don't think, because it always seems like the dad doesn't want to be with the kids and that's just it. But, you know, there are moms that have another agenda and directly affect relationships. So it's definitely something that we um we want to go ahead and, and again promote <laughs> um the topic so that the conversations can be had. So we can look at ourselves 
and, and grow our community. So I agree that that's a great thing. Um, when you, when you do um, get into your poetic side, what it drives, what kind of are inspires you in your poetic world? Well, when it, when it comes to poetry, I mean, it's, um, I really can't explain it. You know, what I mean, I can just be, you know, I can just be watching TV or just doing something, and you know, just the um, just the idea or the, the topic will come to mind. And once the topic comes to mind, all I have to do is write it down, and it just pretty much flows naturally. Uh, a, a lot, a lot of my uh, poetry is about. Uh, motivation mm-hmm. but uh but but like I said I, I try to cover everything, you know. I try to cover every different topic that you know that I can touch on, you know, so I can reach as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. So um so I mean so it just all depends on you know, it just all depends on what situation or what mood I'm in at the time, you know, but I try to cover as much topics as I can, you know. But it just pretty much flows natural, you know. And like I say, I write about anything. So, okay. Well, I guess that. I mean, I guess that's kind of some people. I, I do dabble sometimes, but I have to be inspired. So <laughs> it, it has to just be something that makes me write. So I guess with with you flows natural people. I can be a little envious. No, no, I'm not gonna. No, I'm gonna say this now. When, when I'm writing a, uh, if I'm writing a, a poem for someone, or if I'm writing something like like I wrote something about uh, Hurricane Katrina, something to inspire people that've been through that situation. I also wrote something for uh, for cancer, you know. So when I'm when I'm writing something that's close to home or there's something about someone or something that's going to be real heartfelt, it does take me a little bit longer to write something mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, it comes from the heart and I just want to, you know, I just want to make sure I come across as genuine and natural and I just want to make sure that, you know, it really makes sense. So, I mean, it might take me a little bit longer to write that versus versus an ordinary topic that I can just run through, you know. But the ones that are really touching and really heartfelt, it takes me a little bit longer to write them and come up with the right words to say. Okay. Tell me about um, in writing, like um, in writing your novels. Do you have a certain procedure, certain things that you have to do as an as an author? Do you have, you know? Um, Anything that kind of keeps you in your zone. Okay. Okay. Well. 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 First of all, I gotta have me a drink. You know, somewhere you know that's gonna get <laughs> something that's gonna get me relaxed. You know, I mean, I prefer some Hennessy or something. But you know, I mean, something that's gonna really get me relaxed. And then once I have the title, once I have the title down. I pretty much imagine what I want my cover to look like. And then once I have the image of the cover in my mind, I write down maybe like a page, at least a summary of the story, you know, 
So oh, okay. um, once I have that, once I have that down, I'll read that four or five times until I, you know, until I visualize what my story is about. And then, you know, when I'm ready to sit down and write, I'll have my music on, you know, maybe Tupac or something like that and, you know, Pimp C or something. And then, you know, once I have my music mm. on, after I listen to a song or two of that, you know, after I'm kind of excited and hyped up, you know, I might put on I might put on some uh, Marvin Gaye or something like that, you know, something to just kind of relax my mind, and then I just get to writing. I see. And you, you know, and and you know, after I start writing, after I write a good bit, I I do the same process over again. I you know I go back and read my story over and over. Then I also do a little research on the uh, on the topic I'm writing about make sure I know what I'm talking about. I bring in my experiences. You know, I, I look for a, a movie related to that topic and that subject or a show. And, you know, and I'll create my story. Hmm. Well, you know, system. Okay, I think you might be one of our first uh, writers that, like, truly had a system. Okay. That's interesting, because you know one of one of the things that as, as a as a writer that I kind of been trying to figure out is how to keep my flow through a novel. You know, I can start out strong and get to a point where I'm like, okay, hey, I'm gonna stop here, I'm gonna pick up again, and then, uh I might not be able to pick up again for a while. Right, right. Okay, so that's interesting. I'm very, that's pretty new for us. I don't think um, the the people we've had on the show, the other authors we've had on the show have had quite the system <laughs> that you have, sir. So, okay, that's unique. That's unique. Probably the alcohol is probably the the common thread. I think quite a few of us, you know, get a little something, get the sauce a little bit. (laughs) Sometimes sometimes you got to have a little something just to get in rolling and then let everything take care of itself from there. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, with a show called The Wind Down, um, you know, we're not just sipping on Jesus juice over here. So we get it. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm going to, you know, because I'm kind of moving through. So let's get to your erotica. What okay. is, I mean, is this something that you found yourself enjoying? This is where you started. Where did erotica kind of phase itself into your writing world? Well, I'm I, I enjoy all of it, really. You know. Okay. I mean, I mean, I, I I enjoy all of it. You know, I mean, it's it it is really um like I said, I enjoy all of it. It's not one that I prefer over the other, but you know, I just I, you know, I just enjoy the different the different sides of me and the different chances I am to create different type of stories, different topics, and you know, just mm. share my ideas and thoughts. 
Is this is it is it kind of where you started? Did it just kind of phase itself into your world, um, or did was it kind of you did all this stuff at the same time, kind of, or did you kind of graduate into that? Uh, I kind of graduated into that. Okay. Okay. For me, because for me, like, uh, I kind of graduated into it. However, it was also my first piece of published work, which is really weird because it's now where I started. Like, it was very difficult for me. To, to do erotica, I started with the romance and the flowery language. Like, I never said any names of body parts. No one actually had sex. Like, you couldn't read it. And then um, I was um, kind of talking with a group of writers, and they were like, hey, we're going to do this, and we would love for you to kind of share some of your work. And, He's like, okay, well, what is this? And they said, well, we're writing an anthology for erotica. And so it was it was something I'd never done before. But it got published before my novel got published. So it's the first piece of published work I had. So it was definitely not my first, you know, my first experience with writing, something, like I said, I graduated into. But I found it difficult. Did you find it difficult when you first, you know, had to, okay, sit down and give the – the details of the intimacy. Did you find that difficult? I mean, especially being a guy, maybe it's just something that y'all can just do. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it, it was kind of difficult for me because, you know, I wanted to make sure, I wanted to make sure the things I was talking about was accurate. So, you know, so I wanted to, I wanted to kind of demonstrate what I was writing. So, you know, yeah. so, uh, so, uh, so when I when I wrote it, you know, it would it would be on point, it would be realistic, you know. So I wanted, you know, me and my woman, we wanted to demonstrate the things I was writing about. So whenever I put it down on paper, you know, I know what I'm talking about. You know, I don't want to talk uh-huh. about a situation or some kind of style or something that, you know, that's not possible. So, you know, so being able to yeah, demonstrate it it sounds like she had to become your guinea pig for your writing. It was your way of trying new things on her. Right, right. <laughs> it's for the you know, sake of art. Uh-huh. I can see it. Have to make it realistic. Have to make it realistic. <laughs> All right. So, okay, so you use those um, different I don't want to call them lines, but that's the equivalent. <laughs> you use those <laughs> those opportunities to um, enhance your experience in right, your own. Right. Okay. Okay. So right. it works you know, out. Because you know, I mean, I look, I look at it like that. I mean, if you're writing erotica, you're writing those sexual type of stories. If it's not going to turn you on. It's not gonna turn nobody else on. So I mean, you right. gotta, uh, you know, you gotta make sure it's hot. So I mean, what better way than not to uh, sample your work? Right. I mean, and I definitely get it because you know, in writing, right? Because 
if it's a good piece, if you're if you're in your in a in the space where you're you know, causing some type of a reaction in your reader, you're definitely gonna experience one yourself. So if you can't evoke emotion in yourself with your piece of writing, you definitely need to go back to the drawing board. Right. And you know, and when when my uh like I'm working on my book called Sexual Attraction, I actually have some sex games that I came up with and I and I will have you know that I tried most of them so they can be done. Whenever that book come out and they have those <laughs> games in the back, it can be done. All right, so now you're an expert, huh? Now you're um <laughs> now you wanna be um teachers, I guess. <laughs> Okay, we we get you in the title. We get you uh, on the show to teach people. All right, and I'm not sure. Had a couple of questions about um, whether or not the show's link is being found, and I'm not sure what um, we are having. Blog Talk is always doing something different with its show, so or its site, so. I'm not sure what's going on with the link. Um, I do have one on my page. So if you get any inboxes, people trying to figure it out, the link is on my page, and I'm thinking that it works from the page. Um, so we had, I know Val was saying she couldn't get on. She couldn't even, you know, forget the chat room. She couldn't even get on the show. So I'm not sure what's going on with Blog Talk tonight. But if you get an inbox or anything, can let people know, use the link that's on the page um, and see if they can still okay. on. All right, no problem. All right, so um, this is the part of the show where you get to meet other members of the Wind Down family. Um, so I'm going to bring um, this other person on um, and there's absolutely no we don't we don't assume any responsibility for anything that comes out of his mouth. Um, sometimes you know it's it's unpredictable. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not. I can't tell you what to expect. Um, we can't even pay him to shut up sometimes. So, you know, it's whatever from here. But okay. uh, we're going to go ahead and introduce you to the other part of the family. How are you this evening, Ron? I'm doing just fine myself. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. I'm, I'm going to need you to stop introducing me like that. Yeah, okay. Me to myself. Okay, okay. Um, from here on out, you can introduce yourself. Oh, shit. But I'm going to need you to hit the mute button before you start talking so nobody hears you. Nobody hears me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? You're good to go, baby boy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's go, brother. I said no question, man. All right, all right. And, and, and definitely <laughs> hello to our guests. Oh, what's up, man? 
Okay, um, and is it Daryl? Is it Daryl or Darrell? It's, it's Daryl. Daryl, okay. I got two quick yeah. questions for brother. Um, one, so let me get this straight. You was with your woman who was like, baby, I just wrote this scene where I put it in the ear. So we got to try that. <laughs> just all day like that? Or, uh, I'm just saying. So that's, that, that, that's a good pickup line. I'm going to have to use that. <laughs> and, and secondly, you, you try to slip something past it. You try to slip something past it. You said that I got some sex games in the book, and I tried most of them. Well, hold, hold, hold on. What about the ones you didn't try? Why you ain't trying? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daryl. I'm sorry. Well, I told you, though. I told you before. Well, well, I mean, I'm willing to try them all, you know. I mean, I, 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 I got to wait for my baby to be ready. You know, I mean, I wasn't volunteering. Um, wonderful I was just, answer. I, I was just wondering, like, like what was going on? Like, how come you ain't trying more? That's a wonderful answer, Sarah. <laughs> I'm so glad that you're not tainted by him when he he's like, yeah. I'm glad you're not tainted because I, sometimes I think that the stuff that spews out of his mouth is contagious. But then there's guys like you. Okay, thank you. Not bad. Okay, I did answer both questions, huh? Indeed, indeed. The only reason that he gets to stay on the show is because we like to have people to laugh at. Um, Now, here's one thing that I must say. Um, He's like really guy, like uh, as far as his dad thing goes. Like he's the cool dad, so... He's another one of the people that I spoke about uh, earlier who was like a good dad. And so I would never take, I never take his props for being a great dad. I give those to him, many kudos. But then after that, shit's in the toilet. That's what I'm talking about. Where's love at? Where's love? Yeah. I'm just saying. Okay, and then, yay, now I'm happy. There is another addition to the family that you must meet. Uh, well, and here's the deal. Sometimes when, I, sometimes when she comes on the show, we, we can't hear her because things happen in her background. Mm. You kind of open your line, Imaj, I need you not to have stuff in the background. Hi, honey. Hi. How are you going? I don't have much in my background. I'm actually returning back home. I'll be home in like two seconds. Yeah. But, so. you know, sometimes you be at the club and then be on the show. I'm like, who's ordering this? Imagine. Hey. On the line. Yeah. Hey. I work on location. So, <laughs> I'm sitting. Because I'm a reporter in, in the field. <laughs> Yes, so I will be sitting in the middle of a bar, listening, and I will actually have a lot of conversations with the people that are sitting around me. So, yeah, I'm on location sometimes. (laughs) How's everybody doing tonight? (laughs) And she is also 
a poet. Yeah, I, I heard about the um the poetry books. I I've been listening all night as I've been driving around town. I've been listening all night long. So yes, I'm excited. And you said your poetry books they actually have is different things in them. So it can talk you said about bad credit and Right, right. Not, you know, I, 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 am, I am interested to find out what this poem about bad credit is. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like I say, I'm like I say, I write about everything. You know, I don't just want to be one of those poets that write just only write about love, or stars, and you know, things like that. You know, so I I try to talk about things that affect me, and things that you know that people just need to know. So I mean, I write about everything. Or maybe one of my clients might need to know about that poem. Uh oh. Because outside of what I get to do with the wind down and poetry, I, you know, yeah, I got I need clients. you to fix that. I need you to fix that. You can't, cause you know how you can't, you can't come over here and say my clients, and then you know, Ron is waiting. I know. <laughs> You can't say that. <laughs> I know, but they're not. But that's what they are. I'm sorry. But they're not like client clients. So don't take my words out of context. Don't do no special <laughs> treatment for her. <laughs> but no. And he's ready to pounce. I can just, I hear. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> but I, I definitely is very like, he's a cool dude. Um. You know, wouldn't take anything from them. For um, what it's worth, you know. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool enough. Okay. Now, before before we lose a big guy for the evening, <coughs> excuse me, I want to let him weigh in on the topic that we have running with the show because, you know, he leaves us and then we beat up on Ron. So before he goes. The topic that is also running with is because of um, betraying uh, my father being about a relationship that Steph right. was a father-daughter. Um, I wanted to hear from guys who've had exquisite women. How do you or do you think that um, father-daughter relationships from childhood affect relationships? Between women and men as adults, so how or do they? It's 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 really from well, from my perspective, uh, when when dating when when I was dating and dealing with different women and things of that nature, um, you 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 almost could tell the difference between the ones that did have strong relationships with their fathers versus the ones that probably didn't. Um, or or really had fractured relationships with their fathers as well. Um, it's probably the reason why I try to be as vocal with my daughter as well because um, you know it's, it's it, it goes back to the old Chris Rock uh, stand up where he was like, all I'm trying to do is make sure I keep my baby off the pole. And mm-hmm. you know there's there's truth there's truth to that because. Your your daughter had your daughter you know basically builds their relationship with other men based on the relationship that they have with their father. So if they 
you know, if they're if they're close to their dad, you know, you, you always get the daddy's girl syndrome and all that other good stuff. But and that's that's kind of an extreme. But, you know, if you just get to a point where it's like you you you, you basically from a woman's perspective and, and this is just me observing more than anything else, um, you, you really you really tend to see how women develop their relationships and their their ideals of what men are based on how daddy treats them. You know, that's that's always been my experience. Um okay. sometimes it's not it's not entirely scientific obviously. You know, it's always a human component that's always there. And, you know, there's always exceptions to every rule. But, you know, by and large that's really what I've come up with. The ones that I've seen that have been, you know, been able to keep relationships with men in general, whether it's friends, whether it's lovers, whether it's husbands, boyfriend, whatever, they're able to they're able to keep longer term relationships with those men because their father uh, because their relationship with their father was tight. And as the ones that are very you know, very fractured, um, they're always looking for that replacement. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anybody else want to share? Like Ron, because you're in this predicament right now, with, um, building that relationship. You have to, you have the two worlds meshing at this moment. You have that relationship you're building with your daughter, and then you know you date women sometimes. So, <coughs> so I'm talking. I mean, yes, it definitely does have an effect. But that effect shows up in a, in a, in a bunch of ways. I, I agree 100% with what the kid said a second ago. But I mean, it's everything from the treatment to the, to the, to the, to the way that they, they deal with problems, the way that they, you know, the way that they drive. I know certain women, they drive the way they drive because of their relationship with their father. You taught us to drive, things of that nature. So, I mean, it's so important to be there. Having that influence, but um, I mean, it's not it's not uh, uh, the popular thing right now. The popular thing is to beat up on men, so you know that's what we get. So, what kills me the most is when somebody said to you, "Oh, you're a good father because of A, B, and C," and I'm like, "That don't father." You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, you think mm. you're the rough scout? You're a good father. <laughs> no, that, that that don't make it. Like, what's wrong with you? I just picked up. That ain't nothing special. Hmm. Well, you know what? And you know, it's so funny. That years ago, when I heard that saying, um, "It's it's a sad day when you have to champion a father for doing the things he's supposed to do." Right. But and the but is always there because it's so necessary. If it's almost like you're trying to do the whole reverse psychology. Like if I tell you, or, or the condition, if I tell you, great job, maybe you'll keep doing it. And it's sad that we live in a state of fear that at some point, because I didn't say, way to go, being a dad, that you'll stop. And for for, for most men that are truly, you know, men and, and are dedicated to the kids, you don't have to tell them that. But that's our fears. That those are our fears. Well, <clears throat> for the other perspective, as a woman, 
I definitely um, know that for me, my walk, my relationship with my dad definitely affects my relationship, um, period, with men. Um, Because it is very awkward. I had to do self-therapy. You know, um, I think a lot of times women can, because my dad was always present in my life. It's just in what way. Um, and and what are you subjected to with that father present? And in that journey for me, my first kind of boyfriend relationship thing I found somebody like him, which wasn't a good thing, you know. Um, but self-therapy growing up, and when I say self-therapy, I'm not saying I went and I got books or whatever. It's just the age I grew up in was the information age. It was the whole Oprah and, you know, talk show age where they wanted to have a specialist. And, you know, so you learned more. It was spoken about. It was kind of open, and you realized that, you realize what a cycle was. What is a cycle? Oh, okay, so this is me repeating the pattern of behavior. Oh, okay. And then you can kind of rationalize your way to understand, hey, this is why this is wrong. So, but in my first attempt, I definitely went for a guy like my dad, and it wasn't a good thing. And in any relationship that I have now as a conscious woman, I have to be mindful and, and work on even my um, behaviors in a relationship that kind of mirror things that I saw growing up in an unhealthy relationship. So, and it, it's all overshadowed because, yes, my mom was there, but how she related to him and how he related to her and, and how she catered to him and, and, you know, those types of things with him being my my center focus all the time. And even as an adult, I still have a strained relationship with my dad. As his only child, it's really hard as he gets older for him to need to rely on me and how I feel about that. Um, because, you know, I'm still a kid when I, when I deal with him. And I'm still not happy about how our relationship was as a child, so I have to deal with myself a lot. So <clears throat> I know that in those relationships, you know, I didn't want to repeat those things. So my girls, their relationship with their dad, totally different. You know, that's the dad that you don't have to say, well, ooh, you picked the kids up, thank you, you know, my damn kids, you know, and, and I'm, I'm I'm glad for that. I'm glad that He's that kind of father. My damn kids, I'm supposed to pick them up. You know, I don't need you to say that, you know. So um, I definitely hope that there's a total difference when they approach relationships as as adults than what I have to constantly do to check myself, you know. Dimash, what's your relationship stuff with your dad stuff? My relationship with my dad is, it's not that daddy's little girl type situation. Uh, my parents have been together forever and still together. 
Um, I can. My dad was always the dad at work. Like, he was a hardworking man, kept two or three jobs. Actually, my dad still works two jobs. And I've mm-hmm. I've always known him to work that many jobs. So it's very rare that I can – I can't say that my dad was at every single performance or football game that I performed at in the band. He, he wasn't – I think when I was smaller, he would show up to stuff, but – any other time he'll be working as I got older. So that's what that's all I knew. I was like, you know, I knew that the man was supposed to provide and take care of. And my mom was at everything. Um now as I look at relationships and and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna probably say this out loud for the first time ever, that I don't want a man like my dad. Reason why. Because sometimes I just, as now as an adult, I sit back and watch how he talks to my mom. And it makes my blood boil sometimes. And I can't say nothing because technically I'm still the child and I'm not supposed Mm -hmm. to say anything. But I try to just sit there and I'm like, I want to lay into him, but I can't because this is my dad. Mm -hmm. And so... If you realize, like, a few weeks back, I put up a post on my Facebook that said, you know what, I know now the type of man I don't want. <laughs> and what I was mean, like, I like at that point, like, I was at my mom and dad's house, and my, my mom's truck had messed up, so she called the house, and I picked up the phone, and she was like, where's your dad? And I was like, oh, he's outside cutting the grass. So I go outside to tell him, hey, mama's truck messed up. Um, she needs you to come down the street and check on her. Okay? He goes off. Hmm. All I said was, <laughs> the truck messed up. So, as I had to go through the conversation with my mom, I was like, well, did he tell you not to drive the truck? Like, I had to be the other adult. Like, you know, like, did he tell you not to do it? Did you be hard-headed and not do it? Like, what, what's going on? She was like, mm-hmm. your daddy's crazy. <laughs> and she's like, honey, listen, please don't marry no man like your daddy because I don't want you to be stone cold crazy by the time <laughs> it's time to go. So <laughs> I definitely do not want someone like my dad. I also remember when I was younger where he cheated on my mom. And I'm like, you know, I... I I remember all the things that they went through. Like so, in the back mm-hmm. of my head, I'm in my mind. I'm seriously saying, no, nah, I don't want no man like him. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, he could be hardworking, be hardworking, but don't miss out on the important stuff. You know. So yeah, I don't want no man like him. But I'm sure that you have experienced a relationship at some point where you thought, this guy kind of reminds me of my dad. I sure have, and I quickly let that go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When when reality sets in, when you find out that, yes, that's happening, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, don't call me no more. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm good to on the you. Point. There's no backing down. It's no, we can be friends. Like, we can't talk ever again. I'm sorry. Ever. I, I don't even want to be your friend. Matter of fact, I'm not changing my number. You just stop calling. Because I got yeah, don't call it. Call me. <laughs> don't, just don't call it. It's okay. If well, you, you know, these newfangled phones, you should just turn to me, black people. Like, right, they have that okay number forever. They can never call you again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's okay not to call me no more. I am fine. I can do without. And so I definitely, like, even with my daughter's father, it took us a while to get to where we are now because he was so sporadic in the beginning that I would, yeah, those things, I was like, oh, you did this three times a Yes, what you're supposed to do, but thank you. Like, you know, like, Mm-hmm. And it's just so much. And so now we're at a point. That's where I had to go tonight because I had to go pick something up from him. So And our hours are just so different. So I had to wait till I got off work. So it's like now we're at a better place. Um, he tries to get her more often now, and they try to do things like that. I would love it if she was like a daddy's girl, but she's not. She's her mama's kid. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, but and you know those daddy girls, those daddy girls, they hurt your feelings sometimes. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we don't want to go with you. <laughs> like, no, really? and, I, and what's so funny is like, I'll take a weekend and say, hey, Jayla, me and you're gonna go hang out, and we're gonna do this because you know my work schedule is so crazy, and like, okay, we're gonna do this. She's like, but I called my dad and said I wanted to go somewhere with mm-hmm. him. I said, well, go with your daddy there. Bye. Okay. And, and you know, I never, I never impart any, any feelings. You know, you just, I actually am, am, oh, I guess I'm kind of jealous. Like I envy that. Like I envy the pure, just desire to that everything he says is funny. That that if anybody can fix it, he can. I mean, I just envy that because I don't get to enjoy that. And you know. At this point in your life, or any of the points in my life, any of those moments where a girl needs her dad, I didn't get to do that, you know. But I'm thankful that they do. I'm thankful that they will never feel this. It's a boy. It's a boy, even though he's still breathing and here. It's a boy that I feel for that space where the the protector daddy um, is there, and I feel that like. Because it's almost like I have a third child with mine. And it's work because I don't have anybody to share the burden with. I don't have a sister that, that you know, that's also his child, you know, to say, mm-hmm. well, it's your turn. You know, I don't. So every hospital run, every, you know, can't pay the light bill, everything comes to me. And... If I don't, if I say no, if I think about it, you know, all the shame I feel because that is my dad. Um, and then, you know, it's just so I envy that I don't get to have that um, that feeling. Um, I don't have nothing to worry about because dad got it. Like if mom can't, dad's got it. And, and my girls have that. That's their world. Mm-hmm. And I, I say something real quick. That, um, the one thing I would want to say is that from a father and from a, a man period 
standpoint, don't judge me for being a husband. Judge me for being a father. I'm talking. I'm talking to my daughter. Um, don't judge me for being for my relationship with your mother because then you got to judge her part of whatever is that fault in this relationship too. Mm. So you know what I'm saying, don't don't look at that. Look at how I treat mm. you as a father daughter, and me and your mother relationship is separate than that. But exactly. that's my that's my standpoint. That is amazing, you know, Imaj. Did you hear what he just said? Yes, I get it. I, I understand, but I also have my own thoughts behind things, too. Well, yeah, like, definitely. But like, what he's saying, I'm not just saying so, is so simple but so profound. Like, it, it, it puts right. a whole different set of glasses on. I, I get it. I seriously do. Like, so is, this, is this the same scenario with me calling about my truck? Then, yes, he will. my father will wake up out of his sleep. Because he works, like I said, he works several jobs. He would walk up, wake up out of his sleep to come make sure I'm okay, you know. But when he gets here, he's going to make sure I'm okay, but I'm also going to get fussed at for whatever reason. So I understand where it's coming from. Like, he'll he'll do it. And if I have to ask for extra money for something, he'll give it to me, and you're going to pay me back. But he knows really well I'm not paying him back. So... <laughs> I understand, and vice versa. Like, I, if I have to, like, even when my dad was sick, my mom couldn't really help. I paid for his medicine. Like, I'm still going to be the daughter. I'm still going to be the dad. You know, he's still going to be my dad. That's why I don't fuss at him when he's acting like a man, you know, because it's still my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like a man. <laughs> when, I mean, he's just acting just like a man. And so... <laughs> I understand, and I understand where you're coming from, Ron. I really do. Oh, I just think that's really profound. Um, and I, you know what? I think I don't think enough women hear that um, in their life. I don't think enough um, children, um, because you know, unfortunately, so many adults are just adults because they have multiple numbers, and they're not mentally graduated to that space where it's like. Let me not impart my thoughts on um, my kids. Let me just let, you know, I don't think enough people that kids have their genuine relationships with their parents without imparting, like, I don't like your dad, so you can't like your dad. But I always see that as, like, a backlash. Like, you made that kid with that person. So yeah, I would never say about you. You know, what does that say about you? You picked him, you know. Yeah, honey. I know I picked him in college. Would I pick him now? No. But, you know, yeah. hindsight, babe, hindsight. That's for everybody. Hindsight is perfect. Yeah. Well, we are all awesome friends know. at this point in life. Could he have been my boyfriend back then? Now, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, come on, let's be fair about this. Is he the same person now that he was then? Sometimes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. All right, all right. So now this question to you. Are you sometimes the same person you are now that you was then? No. I was mean as shit back then. You lie like you are. <laughs> no, like I'm telling you, like this me is so much nicer. So much nicer. Trust me, so trust me, nice. trust me. Trust me. Hey, I'm always nice. I don't trust you. 
and all. Yes. I just wanted to know, DB said you're being sexist because you said like a man. He said that was a very sexist comment, and he wanted me to let you know that. So. Um, DB, uh-uh, you can't talk. Um, you can't talk to DB. No, you can't. You can't talk to DB. Okay, I won't. I won't because I'm about to say, y'all know how y'all act. <laughs> but you know, y'all, y'all cut up in the chat room. No chat room tonight. Is is broke. The chat room is broken. That's um, that's okay. Okay, so um, Daryl, were you about to say something? Because I thought I heard your voice, and then I don't want to cut you off. So. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, let me just go ahead and say um, say that uh, my parents been together. Uh, next week will be thirty five years. They've been together. Whoa. So um, you know, so uh, as far as I as far as I know, I mean, they they have a a pretty good relationship. But as far as my relationship with my father, it's just that um, we have an all right relationship, but me and my mother, we're, we're real close, you know. For some reason, my father is not an um, emotional type of person, you know. What I mean? he's, very, he's really not that talkative either and, um, unless he's disciplining us or finding work for us to do around the house or, you know, or, or maybe watching the football games. But, you know, we don't really have that type of bond, that connection, you know. Even now when I call home to see how my parents are doing, you know, and he answers the phone, it may be four or five words, you know. He like, how you doing, and is everybody okay, and, you know, how are things going? And that's it, you know. So, I mean, we're still trying to build that that bond, that connection to where we can open up and talk about anything and everything. And, um, mm-hmm. you, you know, I, I really think it's because um, – well, I'm not going to say that because he didn't have a father that he don't know how to express himself, but that that could be a possibility. But you know, it's just, it's just hard for him to um, you know to to find that uh, that communication between us. You know, even though I try to talk to him and stuff like that, it's just I mean, I, I guess he's just a man of few words, which mm-hmm. is a lot different from me. And my son, you know, I have a, I have a son, you know. My my little boy is 11 years old. I talk to him all the time. We do things together all the time. <clears throat> I make sure um, we pray together before we go to bed. Uh, I, I wake up, make sure I cook him breakfast. I walk with him to the bus stop, wait for the bus and everything. You know, when he get off of school, we talk about, what happened at school, if you had any problems, we do homework together, we do different things. We have a better connection than me and my father. Mm-hmm. And me and my little boy, we can talk about anything, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to teach him how to be a responsible young man, you know, and just how to grow up and be a real man. And, you know, my me and my son, we got so good of a connection, you know, whenever I'm at work, I might get off at 1130, and my, my son will be in the bed at 830. He'll wake up out here sleep, you know, on the way to the bathroom, he'll come in the room and check, make sure I'm at, I'm home. After he mm-hmm. makes sure I'm I'm home, he'll go back to bed, you know. But I mean it mm-hmm. never fails. Anytime anytime I get off of work and he's sleeping before you know, before he can really get a good night's sleep, he always come to check on me. You know, mm-hmm. and I mean we talk and we talk about anything. He even talks about my books, you know, he, he asked me if I'm still writing, tell me to keep on writing. Tell me how proud of proud of me he is. 
And I tell him oh. I'm proud of him and stuff like that, you know, but we have a, you know, we have a good connection and, you know, and that's, that's what I'm trying to build with him, trying to, you know, trying to mold him to be a good man and to be responsible, respectful toward, you know, toward women and just teach him about life, you know. But I do talk to my niece about, you know, about boys and different things like that, you know. So I do try to give give them a good aspect about life and different situations. Okay. And and intentionally so. You know, that's what I hear what that's what I heard. I heard that it's intentional. It's not something accidental. But because of the relationship you have with your dad, intentionally you set out not to have that type of relationship with your son. Right, right. You know, I mean, uh, it it it, it kind of bothers me that me and my father don't have that that close bond. You know, I mean, we don't have to be the best of friends, but you know, at least I want to know. You know, if I call home to check, you know, to check on things, and my mother is not home, we can have at least have a conversation. You know, yeah. you know. So, but you know, but we are working on that. But you know, but that that also uh, motivates me to make sure me and my son have a better relationship, you know. Yeah. And, and that's good because that, that will in turn affect, you know, the community in a, in a good way. You know, if all of that is in him, it's definitely going to come out. It's going to be a, a positive uh, addition. And that's good. So, again, I commend you. Um now, I got to brag a little bit. Well, can I brag a little bit? I don't know. Are you able to? Um, <laughs> it's about you. So, it's about you, so that's what's so damn hard. It's got issues. Sweet. You have sure. something that I think will fit perfectly into this discussion that you are working on, and I just didn't know if I could sure. talk about it all sure. on the sure. show. Sure, why not? Talk yourself out. Okay. Um, aside from being a jerk, um, <laughs> Brian <laughs> has wonderful um, that he's putting into action. The tell us, tell him what it is, Ryan. I want you to say. It. It's that book. How she gonna say? All right, can I say it? And then later on, you say it. But I want you to say it because. You know what I'm saying? This is what I deal with on a weekly on a weekly basis, brother. And you wouldn't have. No, you don't. No, you don't. Stop telling lies. Yeah, and shut your ass up and just tell everybody. I don't even got security here to hold me down right now. Oh man, that's okay. I can take both of y'all. Security. Um, basically. What it boiled down to is I was talking about my brother's up. I should have said it because your phone's all jacked up. Come on now. Clean the lineup. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. Disrespect. Just blatant disrespect. <laughs> so, as, as I was saying, I was building with one of my brothers, and we was talking about how you never hear the term deadbeat mother. But deadbeat dad is out there all around. Right, and, right. And so... We've been on some on a movement like if you have the audacity to point a issue out, you better have the audacity to 
confidence. So now he's saying, all right, well, now we see there's an issue. How can we try to do our part to overcome that? Okay. Well, you know, this last year, I took my daughter on a cruise. And the reaction that I got from people was crazy. They're like, well, what are you doing on the boat with her? fuck you mean what I'm doing on the boat, bro? It's my daughter. I pay for it. <laughs> like, what kind of question is this? What do I do? I did it. What the hell is wrong with you? Like, what's going on there? And if you look at it, and you would see that I did it because it ain't really done that good. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? That's the stupid question. So, so I say, all that's the same. When we deal with this to effect, well, it's kind of a mass one. So, I like to give, of course, some of the things that I know that are part of the country from five years old to 23. What we're going to do is next August, um, we're going to go out, we're going to take a weekend cruise to the Bahamas, daddy-daughter cruise, and, and have workshops and events and things of that nature just to, to foster that, that uh, daddy-daughter relationship and try to get that deadbeat dad stigma just out of here because it really is not what it is. It's just what they want to magnify. So if you give them a little piece of something, they get a bag by year. I, I, I'm hearing women in my job talking about this dude that was on a younger, that had 17 big mothers, 39,000 kids, some nonsense like that. And yeah, you're going to have admiration like that. But then you got people like Shakira, you know, that is the dope father and take care of responsibilities and don't get their applause and things that make. So, you know. That was the purpose behind uh, 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 us getting together and getting this little doing the I love together. it. I absolutely love it. Oh, that was nice. I don't, I don't like him, but I love that idea. <laughs> That's a great idea. I mean, let's think about it. It, 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 it ain't even no real set of money. It's like fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, and 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 for the experience that it's gonna leave to you, to your child, to the people who see. A whole bunch of us together, and of course, it's mostly melanin in the business. So to see that right there, I, I, I don't know, might capsize the boat or something. They may not know how to react when they see that. But um, we definitely shall see. I'm gonna, I, I wanted, yes, I wanted that out there. I want that so that somebody can tag somebody in it and get spread all over the world. And um, I, I it could get hearts and stuff on it, and so I want everybody oh, to know that that's awesome. Right. That mm-hmm. was nice, wasn't it? That wasn't. You heard what she said, right? I didn't say anything bad. She said that she wanted everybody to know about what you did with your daughter. She said what hearts on it. She said what hearts on it. You heard, you heard what she said. I, 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 mean, I, had hearts on it. I seriously really didn't hear that. I was I listened, but I didn't listen. Hearts are positive, right? I mean, like you know, I didn't get awesome. that feeling. Um, like, even it's when they're almost like feeling like walking on the um in the park. It's a hearty, very happy feeling. It's a lot it's of subliminals going on right now. See, you don't get this, brother. It's a lot of subliminals <laughs> going right at me right now, and you ain't getting it. I don't, I don't want you to think they talk to like tough conditions and like that. They talk in English. They just throwing jabs right now. So I mean, but listen, Heart I think you wonderful. should. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> 
I think hearts are wonderful. Um, their hearts are always positive. Um, we have they show how you care. Can um, we please get back to our, to our esteemed guests? And then hearts and tags are really nice. Like you get if people tag stuff like a lot of tags, that means that they're listening a lot to you. And I think that this cause deserves a lot of tags. So we hope that people tag. All right, first of all, first of all, no, no. But when we talking about about hey, 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 check your tone, homeboy. Check your tone. About the IRS. And it's a mess. <laughs> no, because like I, I know, like thirty tags. It's like amazing. Like that is yeah, so amazing. Amazing. Heart. We should just say heart. And this means you like it a lot. We like it a lot. Like like red hearts and yellow hearts and green hearts. Oh, multicultural hearts. Because you guys are yeah. traveling. Oh, well, like when you come to Lucky Charms. All right, that's what I'm Get out of here. I'm just saying. I mean, travel. That That's the rainbow coalition of it's travel. It's a national heart. Yes. Uh, I don't deal with rainbows. We go south this. I don't even like rainbows. It's a national heart. Don't get it started with rainbows, please. I don't even drink fruit punch. But the thing is, this, the <laughs> thing about rainbows is this. He said he doesn't even drink fruit punch, but he, he, yes, he, he does talk salads with fruit. <laughs> yeah, he's not right with fruit now. And whatnot. But, Ron, the great thing Fruity about rainbows, um, rainbows means a new beginning. So I think that you and... <laughs> Your heart person and your tagger. We just are the so beginning. off topic. You know, so off topic. <laughs> we need to go way back to the left. Like, we got to make like an 86 degree turn. We got to go. We got to go. Gotta uh-uh. I'm going this way. We have company. Y'all are throwing jabs and left and right. I'm, I'm taking them too. I'm, I'm robbing them. Weaving. Robbing them. Weaving. One or two of them got to do kind of funny. <laughs> that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. I ain't gonna lie. I got it. I got it. That was funny. Okay. Oh, wow. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so this is what I would like to do. That's always helpful to me. Um, girl, could you do us a favor and let us know how we can um, purchase, find um, your work? Okay, well, um, if you want to purchase my books, you can go to Amazon, Create Space, BarnesandNoble.com, BooksAmillion.com, or you can uh, befriend me on Facebook, inbox me, and I'll get you an autographed copy. Oh, autographed copies and inboxes. That's a nice trade-off. Please, people, don't inbox and no message. You to inbox me. You understand oh. that? Okay, just just want to let you know. You inbox me. I don't stuff know. He likes erotica, and he likes to try stuff out. He might, I don't know. He might not have the same sentiments about that. Don't speak for the man. Don't speak for the man. Oh, okay. Well, just don't inbox me no dumb shit no more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Well, what are you talking about? What was inboxing? <laughs> really? Really, right? 
No, I'm, 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 I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm sure I guess this curious. I know, I know the listeners out there. Hey, this is a family show. Kids are listening. Okay, not really. You got an ACS case in New York. That's what I'm saying. First of all, it's almost midnight. So what kid is still up on the school and they need their buttons? First of all, folks. So go ahead, so go ahead, Miss Kitty. What what was in the um, inbox? First of all, I need men to understand that just because on some nights, once a week, um, I have a show that I do that talks about sexual stuff does not mean that you can inbox me the things that you want to do to me and you don't even know my real name. I need you not to do that at all. You want me to tell somebody a real name? No, don't tell nobody my brother. No, don't tell them no, because then they can inbox No, 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 no. no. Okay, I'm going to stop you because i got to say on the air, uh, while we're on the air, um, so, Daryl was our guest this evening, Daryl Freeman. Please check him out, as he said, on Amazon. And you can friend him on Facebook and get an autographed copy. Also, if you check my page, you can also find um, links to this show. So you can listen to the archives or whatever and get the information that he gave a minute ago. Or you'll find um, his name and links to his Amazon work so that you can kind of click that and go straight to Amazon copies work. So before we get into recorded time, because these people don't know how to act when the show's almost over, I want to go ahead and make sure that's known. Check his, check him out. Uh, get his work. Read something a little different. Um, and then you can go get his erotica so you can read his erotica too. Because we have a lot of people on here that talk about inbox and hoes and stuff, so so that fits right in line with that. So, um, yeah, so that's how you do it. Make sure you get that done. And then check us out next week because I know what's about to happen. Did you say inbox and the holes? Is that what you said? No, I know, I know what's coming. H O E S, hoes. Hoes. I know what's coming. Side bites and all. Hmm, interesting. That's what I call them. I call them inbox hoes. You know that. Well, that would then I mean, make her what? Hose is pimp? plural. Hose is plural. And, and, but that and would I don't then think make you her a pimp. She would have hose because she's a pimp. That all fits. You know how this works. Right. You, and you, you know you're picking up what I'm putting down. You get it. Yes. That's slick shit. That's that slick shit. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> 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 I'm real greasy right now. I'm talking real greasy. I know. <laughs> we can talk inbox hoes and all Like, Ron, I mean, we can talk about some of the stuff in the inbox if you want to. Like, I mean, we can talk about it if you really want to. We want to talk about what's in my box. <laughs> That's what we were talking about in her inbox. And it has no other inbox but in my My inbox. Okay, and the reason why I got all these messages is because of my thing that I'm trying to do with other stuff. Like, all I'm going to do is make sure other single people of the world find the right person for them. Right, Ron? I'm going to find somebody for you. Um, and We're not making U-turns. We're going straight down this road. 
No, but this is one of the inboxes I got today from from an inbox host. Um, it says, <laughs> he says it's a warning. I am now warning you. Hey, not going to stop. This is about to get real. And Daryl, at any moment, you can save yourself, sweetheart, because this show's in recorded time right now, and you can just hang up because they are about to unleash a side of ignorance that you probably don't see often. No, 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 no. Don't try to get the witnesses out of here. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Everybody's like, oh, my God, really in her inbox. Like, I don't she's not ready. She's not ready. She's she like she knows what she, she talks about. This inbox thing is over. Get out of here. It's going to happen. No. Imad, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to save this person from embarrassment. I shared it with the inbox, other inboxes I had. So... I'm just going to say to this person, sir, I need you to have a better approach. Do not lead with your Peter because that is not what I'm looking at. And stop telling these girls that you want to suck and fuck everything about them like a straight porn star. Not everybody's interested in that shit. I'm sorry. I may like it, but for the right person. You are not the right person. Because that but how does he know that unless he has the, you know, he has to ask you, he has to, you know, approach you first? Are you no, saying okay. so he listen. shouldn't approach or just approach better? I think, hey, how you doing would have been fine. It would have been fine. would have been absolutely okay to say, hey, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you? Start a conversation. Don't say that I want you, I want to fuck you, I want to do strange things to you, just because you read something on my Facebook page. My Facebook page can take you through several different lanes. It can show you that I love Jesus and I like to have sex sometimes. And there's a lot of stuff in between there. So, all right, let me ask you this question. If he didn't inbox you said, I want to pray with you, I want to, I want to be sanctified with you, what would your response have been? He would have approached me better than what he did. He would have said, hey, how you doing, and all the rest uh, of stuff, and let's go to question. church together. He would have said all that, no, instead of wanting to come to my house. And he told me I had free reign that I could call him anytime I wanted to. What? Why? And he left his phone number. So he went very far. <laughs> he went so far to the point where I was like, listen, look, um, I'm just being honest with you. This is not how you talk to me. This is not. I'm sorry. I, I may say some perverted things on my face, but I'm still a, a woman. I'm still a lady. You still have to talk to me as such. So you know what? I might, do you get the feel, like, Ron, when you listen to this story, do you get the feel of the queen who, as the court gesture in, and he doesn't make her laugh, so she's like, off with his head. Send in the next one. That's what, that's what I am with <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, I'm not, I'm like, that's how it feels like Sometimes it's like, oh, get rid of this one Get him out of here you know, so. Let the meat cake <laughs> Shut up, stupid But no, like, 
today, like, that's just one of the ones that I shared with y'all today. Like, literally, I have been let, letting half of these dudes on my Facebook have it today. Then they had the one where I did not cuss him out. Me and him had a nice conversation. But the rest of them, oh, I've been lighting them up all day long. I'm stupid because the thought that came in my head was all of them had the same thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because, you know, I set up the thing about are you single? And one of the questions up under that was, are you single? And I had to answer, like, yeah, I am single. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, she's single. Let me get in her inbox and see what she's about. Well, I'm sorry. I don't leave with my hoo-ha. I don't, I don't do it. You're going to have to get to know me. Matter of fact, ask me what my name is because, you know, I don't know nobody named Imaj except for my, um, me. But, you know, but that's not my real name. Ah, names change. Nobody needs to know your name. What's your bra size? You're so ignorant. I hate you. <laughs> like, like, seriously, like, it went. Like, hey, you know, I want to know what your booty shape like. Like, what? I hate, I hate him. I hate him right now. Right. <laughs> constant. Your name may change depending on how you feel. Whatever. Oh, my God. But, you're so ridiculous. So that's why I'm going to hook him up. Like, as soon as I do his profile for the um, single of the week, um, I am going to send it to his admirer so that she can know. Whoa, 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 whoa. When you say his profile, you mean this his or the his you were just talking about the inbox? No, you, you, Ron, you. All right, so when we make this U-turn, I thought we was headed straight. It's because when you made your comment, it became all it came all with you. Came all okay, the way so back hey, around. hey, wait, wait, wait. Hey, can everybody I think we had a gas. Like everybody's shit is on the side of the road. Can y'all stop it? Stop, pull over. Ron she's driving Ron, get on the bus. Get on up get on on it. Get back on the bus, Ron. And you do have to wear the helmet. <laughs> I tried to save you. You should have acted right earlier. Now you got the wedding helmet and a special jacket. And Turn we'll out. zip it up in the back. Turn around. Just get on the bus. Just touch and get on the bus. Ain't this spot of this. They done used my shit against me. Ain't this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now you um, want to end it when it's found out that y'all falsifiers and plagiarizers and and and, and, and want to talk about me and and, and mine. We were talking about this one and her inbox. Now we're not talking about her box. All right, no doubt, no doubt. Let's go. Look, you just make us nobody want in your boxes. We don't care. Everybody is going to go to bed this time, including and Ron. Get your head out of your boxes. We're done. It has no walk in the park. How'd you know that? How'd you know that? Who told you? Yikes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus. 
I think I'm gonna have to call my eye doctor. Oh, I'm it's, it's confident. It's, it's confident. Oh my god, is that, it's is over. That your, um, is okay. that like your hold your on, Linus? Stop, stop, stop! Everybody, just stop, including your hands, Ron. No more choking. Right. Okay, let's go ahead and end the night. Everyone is I think time I lose my for us to say, No, no, no. Keep it choked, but don't stroke it. Okay. Let's go ahead and say good night to all of the listeners who get to hear the recorded portion of the show. We're going to go ahead and say we'll see you next week that we're done with this. We're not going to even say anything. Shamor's is going to end the show. So good night, everybody. It's been wonderful. <laughs> good night. No, 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 no. Good night, John. I can't say good night. Good night, Vera. Yes, yes, yes. Good night. Good night. Good night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.